So welcome back to a new week of A Twin Vantage. Thank you for listening in. So, uh, Tyler, you shared the, a link to the, the podcast on Facebook yesterday. I did. Um, I know we were kind of wanting to get a couple together with uh, elementary, middle, and high school. And it was, it was really funny. I actually texted you last night. I said, I think, I think we should post this on Facebook and, and tag each other. And you said, um, and I almost caught like a nervousness from you a little bit. You're like, maybe another episode. I, or two. I was nervous. Yeah. And I'm like, you're like, maybe another episode or two. And I'm like, well, we've, I think the idea is what we, we've actually communicated in past podcasts is we wanted to kind of set ourselves up to kind of get you to know who we are. Um, and so I thought we had done that in a really, really good job the past couple of weeks. So I, I text uh, my brother Roman last night. I said, hey, I think now's a really good time to, can you give me a link uh, to those podcasts so I could post it on Facebook? And you're like, and I get this message back. And, I, and again, it's not verbatim, but it's, are you sure? It was pretty you much. Know, I, get, I, I get this impression. Um, eh, you want to do another 12 weeks and just see how it goes or... I'm like, no, no, you know, let's, let's do this. You know, we decided we wanted to do a podcast. We, we've done what we've said. We're to the point where we, we said we were going to publish it. So let's publish it. So I bring that up just to say that we've got a lot of great feedback from family and friends and people who have listened. So I just want to say thank you to everybody who does tune in. Yes. Uh, your feedback is really helpful and keeps us motivated to keep going. So thanks very much for that. Oh, when we ended up last it. week, we talked about moving into a new format for our podcasts that were more topical in nature now that we've kind of done a really kind of introductory here's who we are here's where we came from and so we started talking about talking about the issue of discipline Tyler and I both have young kids so we thought you know there a lot of our friends are having kids around our age group and so we're like, let's talk about the issue of discipline and how we discipline our kids. And I want to tell you, Tyler and I are in different time zones. So I do my, I, we do the podcast after I put the kids to bed. I was so proud of my kids tonight as we were reading stories for bedtime. We were reading a, a story about Ant-Man and there was a picture of the Hulk. Are, are we talking, are we, oh, well, first off, Ant-Man, like the Marvel character? Yeah. Okay. Do you know of another one? Oh yeah. Uh, 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 it's uh, Sinbad in the Seven Seas. Do you not remember? <laughs> There's an Ant Man in there. I don't the remember that. Ant Man and Wasp. Yeah. So we're uh, we're reading a story about Ant Man, and there's Marvel characters in it, and and there's a picture of the Hulk, and my two my three year old boy was like, "Mommy, why is he so angry?" And she's like, "Well, he has a difficult time controlling his anger." And, you know, we work on that sometimes, don't we? And my three-year-old boy goes, when I'm angry, I need space. And I thought, wow, wow buddy, that's, wow. that's amazing. And so then my five-year-old daughter's like, well, when I'm angry, I like to draw pictures of myself and how I'm feeling. <laughs> and we had this whole conversation where they were like, mommy, how do you... How do you be angry? And daddy, how do you be angry? So we all had a conversation around when we're angry, how do we process that? And it made me think about getting ready for tonight's podcast because when we, especially with a five-year-old and a three-year-old, when I think about punishment, the first thing that comes to my mind is temper tantrums yeah, and being angry and how we deal with those. 
And I was just I was just super proud of the kiddos for identifying emotion in other people, identifying it in themselves, and then talking about what they need in that moment. Like my my um my little boy actually said, Daddy, what's your technique? Oh. And I could oh, not wow. believe it. Super proud of him. So quick question. Yeah. You tell me, you know, that first off, super cool that they, they there's this understanding of, okay, when you're mad, you've got to do something to chill out. Right. Like whatever it may be, everyone's got their own tool and their own outlet, but you have to figure that out, right? That's and, right. And what what better age to start than two and three, right? I mean, so when they ask you, you, you said and they asked me, Daddy, uh, how do you how do you handle being mad? Yeah. Was it an honest conversation? It was. So if they saw videos of you in the past getting angry, then it would, right? I mean, so they didn't ask me, Daddy, how did you used to act when you were mad? No, so how, but I think what there's, do you there's, need? there's so many different levels of anger. And there's there different also types of anger. Three and five. Oh, they have okay. Well, that, so I'm not going to be like, well, when I'm at a two, <laughs> I do this, and an eight, yeah. I do this. But when I'm a seven, this is how I act. I think that's awesome, but there still has to be punishment besides being by yourself and drawing a picture, a self-portrait. Right? I mean, or do you let them decide their own punishments? Like, I'm angry. I did this wrong, but dad, don't worry. I'm going to go color myself, or I'm going to go take five <laughs> minutes and we, we won't have to have this discussion again. Interesting question. So, when I, we were getting ready for tonight's discussion, I was actually just doing some reading. I follow a page on Facebook called Positive Parenting, and pretty much all they, they post about are like how to deal with raising kids and all of that and so there was a couple that came up that were about that were about punishment and how you deal with difficult times with your kids and there was articles about temper tantrums and and all kinds of things and one actually made me reflect on myself a little bit where it said don't call it punishment like the issue isn't punishment it's discipline it's so funny all right right, i'm gonna stop you right here because when you were opening the uh uh podcast we had talked, and, and we actually have done this podcast before, but we weren't very good at it, and everything got deleted. So, yeah, we threw that um, in the garbage. It was it was bad. So, and it was so funny because we've we've been leading up to this podcast with each other as let's discuss punishment, let's discuss punishment, let's discuss punishment, and you yep. start the podcast and you say discipline, and the first thing I, I swear to you, the first thing that clicked in my mind was like, well, we're already on two different pages because for me. <laughs> It will stay a punishment. Like you've you've made it this well. It, it you haven't made it this thing, but it definitely sounds like two different worlds of consequences. Yeah. So it's it's a difference between you know manslaughter and a, and murder. It's like discipline and punishment. What? No, it's what it, it's just what it sounds like. Discipline's a much to me. If you were to say what is discipline. Well, I think to me, it's a form of communicating with someone who's done something wrong and letting them understand what the problem was, what they could do better to resolve the problem or completely avoid the problem, but lacking that real 
home run at the end where you're like, oh, that's great communication, but you can't play your games for a week. So <laughs> punishment to me is like you're bypassing all the silly talking and, oh, this is, oh, you shouldn't bite people in the neck or you shouldn't punch your sister. You bypass all that. You're like, what the hell is wrong with you? Go to your room. You know, and to me, discipline is this. Well, let's sit down and talk about it. It's it. That's to me. That's the sound difference. That's the. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I'm frozen for words. No, you shouldn't be. Tell me. I don't disagree. I think that there is a difference between punishment and discipline. Your language is cracking me up. Like that home run. Like that's the big win. Like that's I'm gonna, the, I'm gonna get you. It always has been for me. I mean, that's what. <laughs> All right. So why do you, why do you punish your kids? Bad behavior. I think that's the only reason you. I mean, you don't you don't just wake up and be like, man, I'm bored. <laughs> let's let's get some drama going in the house this morning. But what do you hope to accomplish from it? I mean, it depends. Are you looking long term or short term? Like, what's what's the what's the crime? What's um, because if, it, if it's well, if a, your kids are committing crimes, well, it's well, let's okay, crime to a child, taking, stealing, um, hanging around where you're not supposed to be in the kitchen, loitering. I mean, there's, <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's okay, so let's I'm associating it with that, okay? Um, is it a, a, a habitual thing? Is it a one off? There's so much to look at when you decide to quote unquote discipline your child so how do you decide what the appropriate level of punishment to hand out that's a good question and i think for me it's mostly like have you caused like actual physical harm um and you're not really going to run into this like a whole lot in in children's older elder years six seven eight but for me i i don't know if you've had this issue with your two children but um biting um, yeah. When you're that two, three years old, like that's you don't punch, you don't strangle, you don't kick, you just. Jacks definitely think. Uh, oh, I said the name. Uh, yeah, my little boy's definitely taking some, some, some big chomps at his sister. So to me, that is going to be a whole hell of a lot more serious than if you just let's say took a toy that your daughter was playing with and ran off and wouldn't give it back. Like, to me, the physicality and, like, the brutality of what you've done, because most of the time, uh, when, it, when, it, when a kid does get in trouble, at least <laughs> my children, it's, it's probably because they've done something physical. We've got three boys over here, just to let everyone know. We've got a four, an eight, and a two. And what's, I think, a really inherently uh, an advantage for Roman and I is we understand that if you are in a household with someone your exact age or probably even near your own same age, there's going to be a ton of conflict. So that's to be uh, yep. anticipated. That's, that's, that's happens, to be expected. Yeah. It it's is. True. But how severe of a conflict was it? Like that's, that's really my decision making um, as far as that goes. But kids are just generally ornery little creatures. So let me ask if you have a thought about this. Uh-huh. Why do 
and we're going to stick with children right now mm-hmm. and not talk about like adults or in the workplace. But well, I, so let's, why, let's let's clarify how because I also you say you have two younger ones, but I also have a fourteen year old. So that's a whole different game. It's a whole different game, man. So I can't I can't take the same punishment. I have. Can I can I tell you a quick story? Please. So just in, I knew we were having this conversation today. And so I actually wrote this down today. This happened last night. And it's probably around 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, right when the right when everyone's going to go down for a nap. All the kids are taking it easy, laying down. Um, we're going to put on a movie. We're just going to calm down. Everyone's got that couple hours they need to relax in the afternoon. Well, she comes and says, hey, look at this TikTok recipe I found. And it's for apple turnovers, okay? Yep. So, like, I want to make my own dough. I need to use the stove. I need to use the oven. And just a heads up, everyone, Kaylee is not a, a, a cooking child, okay? Doesn't cook, never has, no experience. And so what? She, so, because she saw it on TikTok? She saw it on TikTok. And, of course, these videos are only 10 seconds long, and they come out with an amazing apple turnover. And as an adult, I know there's dishes. I know there's these huge, gigantic messes. And I know there's temperatures well above 400 degrees. There's flames. And so I said, I told her, I'm like, you know what? I would just prefer if you waited until um, all the kids were awake and I could focus my attention uh, here in the kitchen with you, you know. And she got incredibly annoyed. Like, I'm 14, Dad. I could, I could make a soup. I could do this. I could do this. It's just, it's just high temperatures, things I've never ever attempted in my entire life. I'll do it perfectly. And I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> there is no way. So here comes two uh, thirty, three o'clock. Things are coming back to normal. I said, okay, let's go ahead and make your dough. We'll we'll get these turnovers going. And thank God, I did not let her do this. When I she was told me that she, it. it needed help it needed a ton of help um she was trying to use applesauce instead of apples and just (laughs) she wanted to put things in the freezer that needed to be in the refrigerator and she says uh you know these these silly things like oh it's irrelevant it's the same thing no (laughs) there's there's quite a difference between temperatures between a freezer and a refrigerator so anyway grandma would have been losing it losing her freaking mind so here here we get to the point here and so I ended up coming in the kitchen and helping her. I've so I had to pull out a couple extra dishes, pull out a little more flour, beat a couple more eggs. So I came in to help her to make these uh, very successful apple turnovers. And I said, the only thing you have to do is clean the kitchen when you're done. That's, this is the rule. If you want to make these, you clean the kitchen. So I come downstairs this morning. Um, all the dishes were still in the kitchen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, floor is still dirty. And this is maybe 15 minutes before she's supposed to go to school. So I go up to her. I'm like, you need to get your butt in the kitchen and clean those dishes and clean that floor. You promised me. That was the only stipulation to making these. She had to clean up. You had to clean your mess. And she didn't. No. You know why? Why? Because I helped her. So now so I'm now it's your responsibility. Now I'm responsible for 50% of the dishes in the kitchen. That I'm makes like, sense. I, it it, well, it makes who, sense. To who? You made some of the mess too. Oh, good God. So I, and, and here's the thing. I wanted to lose my freaking mind. 
I really, I had just yeah. woken up. I, I haven't even smoked a cigarette. I'm a smoker. I haven't even got my first cigarette in. And she's like, oh, no, no, no. Those are my dishes, Dad. That's on you. I'm like, you're yeah, telling she, me what to do? She messed up. Oh, she messed up. But so the punishment was, is, is and you want to talk about punishments, is she absolutely hates being late. And, and she got that from me. I, I am not the one to be late. So I made her. We were, I was not going to take her to school until yeah. she completely mopped the floor. Well, I don't even think she mopped the floor because I think Christina had to do it for her. Um, Why is mopping the floor part of picking up after an apple turnover? Because of the amount of dough and flour and, <laughs> and, and that it was just flung across the floor. I mean, there was flour everywhere, okay? And, um, and so that was her... And, and it wasn't like a punishment that was like, you know what? That's my new thing. I'm just going to make you late for school if you're bad. But in that time... For what happened, that was the perfect punishment. And I think the one thing that we're not even thinking about is personalities decide the punishment. You okay. can't punish one person the same as you would do the next. I can't punish my 14-year-old for not doing the dishes the same way I would my um, six-year-old for not picking up a, a plate after dinner. It wouldn't make sense. Because they like different things they and, like different things they enjoy yeah. different things um one hates being late the other hates apparently picking up after themselves but at that time where we had this uh, agreement that if you want to do this this is what you'll do and b somehow got turned back on dad for helping and c never got accomplished so i think in the moment what happened age relatable there's so much that goes into a punishment and and please tell me how you approach that because are you are you just the one that's like okay there's only two minutes of timeout that's just the standard punishment that's just how we do our thing or do you look at the situation i typically will if it's timeout it's a standard amount of timeout and it's usually based on the age of the kid and like their their attention span and their ability to actually stay in timeout. But I would say what you just described with your daughter, I don't even know that I would call punishment. It's just a natural consequence of her decision not to do what she was supposed to. I didn't have to make her stay and do the dishes. Correct. I mean, I could have taken her to school on time. You could have. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, that was that punishment. That was that her... There was that consequence of not doing those dishes last night when you told me you would. Yeah, but I agree, right? So that that was something that she didn't like that happened to her mm -hmm. because she didn't do what she was supposed to. Right. And you had the power to to not make that the case. Yeah. So, but I mean, but you didn't like ground her or take her phone away. No, absolutely not. She I mean, she came from from school and she's got all the privileges she would have had in the morning. Yeah. So, I I don't think that I would approach that any differently. Okay, so how do you would you approach it any differently with a, a two-year-old or a five-year-old? Again, we're talking about two totally different personalities, age ranges, or age ranges. No, I mean that happens now with the kids. Where okay, you have to do this before we do this, right? You have to put your plates away before we watch TV, and they'll run and try to turn the TV on and. Like the answer is just no. We said 
you have to do this. But I wouldn't say making them follow through with that would be punishment. Okay. So, no. go ahead. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> you want to say the same things because we're twins? <laughs> All right, here we go. Um, so, yeah, I, I that was like a, just a super recent example, which is why it came to my mind. But now here's another thing. All right, let me... Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say my two-year-old responds completely differently. Completely different. Well, yeah. Do you... Here's a super great example. Do you remember watching The Grinch when Jim Carrey was The Grinch? Yeah, I still watch that. I love that movie. Do you know the moment when he gets real deceitful and that smile just goes all the way up his face? Yeah, ear to ear. That's my son every time I tell him he's in trouble. (laughs) <laughs> every single time he turns real slowly to me that's like, that smile comes sly on sly grin oh man he's off he is he is gone doing even worse oh that's so funny my kid is the total opposite my little boy if you're like you're in trouble and he'll just turn and give you the sweetest puppy dog smile and try to like cute himself out of being in trouble does it work it depends. Sometimes, <coughs> like, oh, you got me. You're so damn cute. Yep. Right, but at the same time, has he ever done something bad enough where you're like, I don't, I don't care how damn cute you are, you're being a little a-hole right now. Oh, yeah, like if, when he bites, and he hasn't in a while, but he used to bite his sister. And so... All right, we, we've talked about biting a couple times. Let's yeah, dig it's, it's into a very, that. it's a very big deal for kids. What do you do? Actually, let's start this way. When we were kids, I don't remember which it was, but one of us would bite the other a lot. I think you would bite me a lot. That sounds right. I feel like I still would if you pissed me off. So, Yeah. Yeah. That checks out. Yeah, that's me. What do you remember about how... Mom and dad dealt with that. Wow, I'm so I'm so glad you asked. I, I really am because I wanted to dive into how we got punished. So this is just a, a perfect segue into that. Um, and I think one of the things I said last time that you kind of lost your mind to was, <clears throat> I don't remember getting punished, brother. No, no, that's that's. That's why I asked, because I thought that would be your answer. It is. I, I dude. I, I don't remember that. The, I don't remember. I don't. I don't. I, here's really funny, and I actually... Um, Which is talk, probably why you say you would still bite me. I would. It, here's the one punishment that I know that really resounds. If I think back and say, what's the worst punishment you've had? Everybody gets grounded. So it's it's that's a wash, right? That doesn't count, okay? Right. Um, so I got grounded... Like, like everyone else says, oh, you're grounded from TV, internet, whatever. We didn't have it. It was just basically TV. We're grounded from TV. But I, like, in my little tiny brain, I was like, well, I'm definitely not grounded from watching the St. Louis Cardinals games. Like, that's, that, that doesn't so count. So you would rationalize it. Yeah, that doesn't count as grounding. It's a sport. Like, dad loves it. I love it. How can he get mad if I watch baseball? And... To let you know, there was no DVR back in 1990. So my dad, we had a VCR. And if he ever wanted to record a game while he was at work, 
Oh my gosh. He would throw this gigantic, because you could not record a show unless the TV was on, okay? And on that channel. And on the channel. So he would, he would take this huge blanket and he would throw it over the television, turn the volume all the way down. And so while it was recording, he couldn't see what was going on. And thank God, can you imagine if he got ESPN notifications like we do now? I mean... Totally ruined. Ruined, completely ruined. So he, there was that... He could decide when he watched it. He could decide what he wanted to hear what happened. So I, I remember one time I was grounded and I decided, I'm just going to go sneak up underneath this blanket. Like, I'm, I literally put the blanket over my head and I sat real close to the TV. I was doing nothing wrong. I was just watching the game. Well, Dad came home from work. Didn't even make it off the landing before he sees me hiding behind his blanket in front of the TV. Yeah. He's like, you're grounded. What are you doing? Dad, that's a stupid question. I'm watching the ball game. I'm watching TV. I'm watching the ball game, bro. No, I wasn't watching Cardinals TV. Cardinals aren't off limits. I wasn't, see, to me, the Cardinals weren't TV. It was, a, it was its own separate entity. So I was watching the Cardinals. He lost his mind. I got grounded a whole nother week. And I'm like, man, I can't even watch sports. Literally, Roman, the worst punishment that I can remember was not being able to watch the Cardinals baseball game. What, what do you remember about punishment, like how you were punished? Or if there's any like big, big things that you did that you remember being punished, uh, you know? You yeah, know. honestly, not a thing. Not a single punishment, not a single event. I just don't. What I do remember, though, is how I felt about how adults felt about me. Whether I was like, quote unquote, a bad kid, quote unquote, a good kid. And so I remember there was one point in time where I was out with some friends, like riding bikes. So pretty young at the time, I think. And I was going to be late for something. And they said, oh, let's go do something else. And I thought, well, I'm supposed to be home at whatever time, whatever time. And they said to me, well, they probably expect you to be late anyway. Or something like that. Like, they already think that you're doing something to get in trouble. So you might as well do it. And I remember like feeling at the time, like, yeah, like this is what's expected of me. That I'm bad, disobedient, act out, so I might as well just keep being that way. So I don't really recall a particular event, but I do know how I felt about like my nature, whether or not I was bad or good. And that kind of shaped how I acted. You were saying you remember how adults felt about you? Yeah. Um elaborate on that a little bit. Did you just hear the story I just told? No, I did, but it just, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Like how you let, I just, I just, I've never, I, I, it's, it's hard for me to grasp at that idea. Yeah. So I don't, if you remember when I was probably like junior high years, I was in trouble all the time. And not, I, not big trouble, but you were you were definitely uh, 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 starting to yeah yeah in detention a lot like yeah. in school suspension we talked about that grounded at home and it it was so routine and so expected of me that it just became part of my identity 
And so doing something to get in trouble didn't feel bad or wrong because it, it felt right because it was expected. So your, your reputation did precede you? Kind of. But I think that, I think that as adults or even like at work as people who have power to discipline other people, how we approach that discipline shapes how they view themselves and how they view themselves shapes how they then behave. Do you think it's subjective sometimes? How do you with mean? Like with certain families, certain ideologies, certain upbringings. Um, okay, so for instance, um, most people would think that if a mom or dad or your family forced you to get in your boxers and go outside in the snow and <laughs> get firewood for the family, you would think, wow, what have I done? What did I do? Right. Like that might sound like a punishment. But for you and I, which this actually is a real story, this actually happened, it was fun. It was funny. It, it was, didn't seem like a, it wasn't it a punishment. It didn't seem like a punishment. But mom hated it. Hated it. For her, that would be her punishment. And dad was just laughing his butt off. He thought it was a great idea to make you yeah. a man, you know, grow up. But that's what I mean by subjective. Yeah, I think I think how adults or how we as parents treat our children and what's appropriate, what's not appropriate is subjective to or to an extent, right? Like we all believe we should be differently with our children. I guess what I want to get at in this particular podcast as we're approaching the second half of it is I would say how we choose to engage during difficult times, whether that's acting out or doing something wrong, how we choose to engage as the adult in that situation will shape how our kids behave next. I, I, I would love to agree with that. You would love to? I would love to. Does that mean you don't? And the only reason I would, again, when I say I would love to, which means I'm, I'm real borderline with that because I was almost with you. I, I mean, I think the last podcast, I think I would have said, yes, I completely agree with that. But today, here you and I are saying we don't remember being punished. But if you were to give me some real, 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 real time to think about it, I'm sure I could find one or two things in there that I could remember. Um, but we were punished, Roman. That's the thing. We right. were. Right. I, I, I promise you we were punished. So let me try to make my point through a question. I asked you what you remember about being punished, and it wasn't uh -huh. much. Nothing. Yeah. Were you a good kid or a bad kid? I'd like to think of myself. I mean, as far as the kid goes, I was. I think we were great kids. Why do you think that? And I think the reason I think this is because I have multiple children. I think it's a totally different story if you have a, a, of an only child. And the reason I say that is there's so much time. And I, I even, I, I take blame. I still, I, I even do this where, look, sometimes when you have to be a parent, you don't want to be a parent. Right. I'm going to pause you because I don't think you're answering the question I asked. Were you... A good kid or a bad kid? I was a good kid. I answered that, yeah. Right. Why do you think that? 
And I was going to say, because I had so much time spent with you in which sometimes I force on my own children, go play with your brother, go play with your sister. I didn't have a whole hell of a lot of time outside of you and I playing to go figure out and do these bad things on my own. Oh, we did plenty of bad things together. We did, but it was cute, right? <laughs> like we're twins. It was cute. Like you do this. And, and, and for me, honestly, like my, the, the family I have here at the house, they get in more trouble when they are individually by themselves than if they were when their siblings were here. One hundred percent. Okay. So what you're describing is like the context that made you act in a way that was good because you weren't kind of left to yourself. Very distracted. What I want to know is, as you think back to being a kid, why do you think that like mom or dad or Amy or Kathy or Larry would say that you were a good kid? What, what do you remember that makes you think that about yourself? Man, what a tough question. Um, if you would have asked me this before I got into the daycare business, I would have had a much better answer for you. Um, the thing, I, I, I mean, if, when I think back on myself, why was I a good kid? Um, not, not the reason that you were a good kid. What makes you think that you were a good kid? Well, well, that's the obvious answer. It's because of the lack of the, the, me not remembering ever being punished. Like, I don't remember these. I just always really remember having, I don't want to say free reign, but I was never in trouble. I just I just don't remember. So I, that just, to me, gives me the uh, assumption that I was, I was probably a really good child. So because you can't remember being punished. Yeah. What do you remember? About childhood? Well, about your behavior, right or right and wrong, being taught right and wrong, being rewarded versus being punished. I generally remember just being like, um, I just remember it being really happy. Like, I don't remember a, a bunch. I remember like, I'm, I'm like, I wish you guys could see me. I'm staring into my brain right now. <laughs> trying to pull out these these reasons and I don't know I just think our family was such a great family we had just a wonderful time together there wasn't much distress there wasn't much complications inside the family which made things a whole lot easier um, and again I resort back to having you I just remember playing and, and gleefully laughing through the house we had a pool we had a backyard we had a front yard we yeah. had a basketball hoop. We had a garage full of crazy things. Like it was almost we had so much. How, how do you how do you get in trouble? I don't even remember how to get in trouble anymore. But man, we did. We broke windows. We busted down doors. We fought. We stole lighters. I mean, there were there were lots of things. We we put brooms in the furnace. We threw furniture in the pool. We did a lot of bad I, things. I, I remembering halfway opening cans of chicken noodle soup and throwing them in the pool. Oh, man, I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. Now that you're saying that, oh, yeah. 
But well, tell me, well, tell me what you remember because obviously we're. No, I, I'm only asking those questions to make a point, which is that as we discipline our kids now, they're not going to remember being grounded. They're not going to remember what you did when they bit somebody or hit somebody. What they will remember is generally the the way that you approached them, the way that you felt about them, and how they were treated or supported through their childhood. So I think for the most part, children especially, but people misbehave because they are having difficulty either with thoughts or feelings in a healthy way. And punishment doesn't necessarily correct that. And it's the the love or happiness or support that you get that teaches children appropriate ways to channel their or deal with their thoughts and feelings that makes them, like you said, happy and think back fondly about themselves. Mm -hmm. But that if that's not the case, if it's if it's a lot of yelling, screaming, hitting, even matching the unhealthy behavior with other unhealthy behavior, like escalating to scream at a kid who is also screaming. Yeah. Creates an environment where they begin to frame themselves differently and act in that new framework. I've always had this assumption that children like to test the waters, right? Of course. Right. It's it's not I don't you know, I I agree with what you're saying. Now, the more I think about it, obviously like we did get in trouble. We did some really Fun things. Stupid stuff. Yeah, really fun, stupid stuff. And and, and it's really hard. Again, it's really hard to, to look back at that age and say, this is what I remember this day on this day, and I did this on this day. Um, but as a generalization, I just remember being really incredibly happy most of the time. But just with the, with current experience, like, you're absolutely right. Like, we, we do have, you, you have to maintain a happy house, right? I mean, can we agree? Yeah, I would actually say it's not always going to be happy. What I here's what I actually think. I think for discipline to work, there has to be unconditional love, yeah, and safety in the home. In both physical and psychological safety. Let's not confuse punishment or discipline with hate. Right, but like have you ever been tempted to withhold or have you ever withheld affection from your kids because of how they were acting? You know, I think, I think the whole idea of getting upset is affection in itself. Ooh. Do you think that it feels that way though to a kid? Do you think think they can understand that? uh, No, I think it just feels incredibly disappointing that this person who literally does everything for you is obviously upset and I don't think you're even again I I don't have that mentality of that child but if it were me and and an adult were yelling at me that I have no control of yelling back at and I just kind of have to take it for for what it is face value I would just be more sad yeah that that I disappointed this caretaker of mine really someone who you love yeah Yeah. I and I think if those two things are present right unconditional love and safety then 
natural consequences of bad choices or choices that aren't helpful or unhealthy are easier to learn from. And so timeouts, grounding, withholding electronics or whatever it is, uh, serve a purpose, but that's not mm-hmm. the that's not the effective thing. The effective thing comes from having conversations that teach a new way to to make different decisions. Right, and and for for a lot of people, Roman, for a lot of people who don't, there there are a ton of people who cannot control themselves. When I say that, I don't mean in these really bad ways but there's a lot of people there's a lot of families I'm sure there's a lot of men and women that have a hard time when they do get angry bringing it back down to a to a real calm place and making it make sense to a child yeah because what makes sense to an adult does not make sense to a child no and I think you know as I was reading too in preparation for our discussion that's one of the the challenges we face as adults when dealing with disciplining children is there is no reasoning. No. Like as adults, we try to reason through things and make sense of them with a child who's acting up. And again, let's talk about temper tantrums because that's when a lot of things go bad. Yes. One emotions are high, so you're not going to have reason in that scenario. But two, you're dealing with a child who is overwhelmed with some emotion or some thought that they can't deal with. And they're not equipped to reason through that. Right. Well, I, and I think a lot of people have this idea that <coughs> because kids, you know, are so young and, and have just so little experience that how can they have developed these incredible emotions? How, how can they have developed these characteristics that that really test <laughs> test the mom and dad to the freaking to the limits, limit to the limits, man? And I think the more I think about it, and even with my two-year-old, he is a very unemotional child. He has, and for me, he's probably one of the more emotional children I've ever really come across with where it's so up and it's so down with him. It's so up and it's so down. And, And this is a real big thing for me is punishment, man. When we think about this, I think for most, most parents, it's frustration on their part. Like they're frustrated. That's why we're mad. Not because a kid did a stupid, silly thing. It's because now we've either a got to pick it up, b clean up behind them. It, it's it's or a frustration. now we're running late, or we're, we've had a stressful day, and this just we needed to come home and rest. And now there's and now you more. Can't, you never can rest, and it's and it's a very frustrating feeling, and it's very hard not to say go to the corner for five minutes. Yeah, get out of here. You, get out of here. I'll, I'll talk to you when we're good. When you're, when, you know, and so is. Or I even think is, like one up them sometimes, right? Like, oh, yeah. oh, you think you got it? You think you're gonna win this? I'll show you. Like, guess what that teaches them? The same you know, thing. The same thing, and they're gonna up you up, and mm-hmm. and it's just gonna turn in this battle. So, when my two year old. I've had no problems with really like reprimanding and, and kind of, you know, raising my voice a bit or taking something or whatever it may be that I, I, I feel the punishment fits. And I'm not a very, I'm, I'm not very, I'm not a physical punisher. I, I don't hit, I don't physically um, touch my children. Um, I, 
I'm not going to throw a fit if someone spanks their child. That's totally fine. It's completely up to you. It's none of my business. Just not my style, okay? But to see, like, my kids absolute... I've never seen someone so sad, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's not like, oh, I've had a bad day. I'm sad. It's a complete, utter, like, loss of everything in this. The face melts and the tears come and I have like my heart just says hold him and tell him it's all right yeah but at the same time like you can't always do that because that will teach them another really invaluable lesson which is what I'm sorry buddy you're not always going to be right and get your way and you can't always be held and coddled because you're sad like you, some, and again, it's hard. <laughs> we're, you're talking. We're talking about a two-year-old where you can't say these things to him, but in a way, you have to get him to start understanding that this this is really the way of life, and and that's that's really it's so much easier for me to discipline. Look at me, I'm saying discipline now. It's so much easier for me to discipline my older children than my younger children because there's there is an understanding. There is that life right. that has been lived. So, and, okay, yeah, I jacked up. Let me give you the scenario. You were sitting down at dinner, mm-hmm. spend like an hour making dinner after a stressful day at work, sit down, your three-year-old boy starts screaming, I don't want that, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. And you know he's full of shit because he eats it every other time. Every day, yeah. You sit down at the table and he takes his food and throws it all over the floor. Mm-hmm. What do you do? I mean, that's tough. Um, honestly, if it were me, like, I, A, I, I would pick up the food he threw on the ground, first off. Take all the food. I, I, w- I would probably, at that point, get up and walk outside, take a break until he's relaxed, and then come back in. Until he's relaxed or until you're relaxed? See, at that point, when, when this is happening, because it happens at the house all the time, no big deal for me, Okay. I, I can listen to this guy scream 12 hours a day and it's not going to, you know, it might bother me, but I'm okay with it. I'm used to it. The problem for me is like worrying about everybody else in that restaurant. Like no one wants to hear that kid screaming. Or I'm just talking about at home. At home? Because that would make more sense if it happened at home. That's what I mean, at home. Okay. Um, well, he, 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 would have to, he would have to get down and actually pick it up himself. And, and he would. He, he would, right, he would yeah, do 100%, that, hundred percent. Even after 100%. being mad and throwing a fit and throwing it on the floor, hundred percent. And what if he didn't? I'm asking this because see, this happens at my house. Man, see, this, I don't get this a lot. Um, I don't. I, everyone here eats really, really well. Um, if he had done that, honestly, Roman, it would be a timeout. But if I gave him a timeout, he'd get out of timeout. I'm really bad with my young one. Yeah, it's hard. I'm really bad because there's, there is such lack of communication that everything that I do makes me really feel like an asshole. Because it's it hard. Because yeah. he hurts and it makes him sad. But with, with everyone else who can speak English in this house, I can tell them why. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can tell them what's going on. I can tell them why I'm upset and they understand. And which why I, I kind of bring it back to the beginning of the podcast where your personalities and age have to decide the punishment. 
Yeah. It cannot be a blanket punishment for every con- you know every action in every age. So I'll tell you. Well, first off, a sounds like you have some real real troubles with eating. Most of the time, not. <laughs> really. Most of the time, not. But there are times, and particularly um, my three-year-old, he'll just throw his food. He'll what just take you, what, it, throw it onto the what floor. What do you do? Man, all right, so real talk. In my insides, I oh, want to well, scream. Oh yeah. yeah, let's, yeah. Right? I used to be like, God damn it. You son of a bitch. What just are you eat doing? your fucking food. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like, I think it depends. If, if I'm there in my own head and I'm having a difficult time not showing that, I'll step away. If if I'm in a place where I'm like, yeah, he's having a rough night, I'll try to talk to him, but not reason through it, right? I'll I'll say things like, you seem really frustrated, buddy, or like, you're having a really hard time with this dinner tonight, but you have to pick that up. You have to eat your dinner before we do anything else. If you don't eat your dinner, this is the consequence, right? You're not going to get snacks tonight. Um, I try to acknowledge his feelings, normalize it, and then show him what to do instead. Sometimes that works. Sometimes it's it doesn't. It's like, how's that working for you? I mean, sometimes it works really yeah. well. In fact, we did that with now my five-year-old. And there are times now when she has done something or is asking for something or sees that I'm upset, she'll say, Daddy, I know that you're upset or I know you're having a tough time, but, and address whatever concern she has. So I can see that over time, she learned to acknowledge the feelings that they're difficult, that they're overwhelming and it's making things difficult right now, but we can deal with them differently than we are. So... It's, There's it's other so times, because though. Because that's, that's so funny, because that's the first time throughout this entire podcast that you had brought up your uh, daughter. So it sounds like most of what you're dealing with probably comes with your young son. No, not not res- not necessarily. I think it just happened to be that part of the conversation. Just to- like, topical. Okay. Yeah, because my five-year-old girl has the worst tantrums I can even imagine. Is, is it lay on the ground, slam the feet, slam the hands? Oh, yeah. Kick the wall, slam Scream. the doors. Oh, yeah. See, now, now let me tell you right now. So... Here we go. Now, oh, that that pisses me off hearing that from your side of, of the podcast. Like, I have never had to deal with a child throwing a tantrum. What? Not, what? Not once. Not one time. Not one time has someone laid out, screamed, kicked. Oh, my th- Through their hands. God. And I can't tell you. That is routine. How fucking infuriated I would be. Like... That to me crosses the line because to me that is that is them losing control and not giving a shit about anything. So I mean, this is where I think we differ. It becomes infuriating to me too. But I don't think it's because they don't give a shit. I think it's because they're they're overwhelmed and can't deal with whatever's happening. Even if it seems like the dumbest shit to me. In their world, 
it's a catastrophe. So from all these talks that you've had with your kids, like, okay, th- this is this is what the issue is. This is how we deal with it. This is what the issue is. This is how we deal with it. And let's say after two years of doing that, you take them to the store. They can't get it. one lollipop, one blue lollipop that they really want. They lose their shit. And, and now it's just another lesson that needs to be taught. See, to me at that point, it's, huh, all right, all right. You know, that, that, that's a whole nother level, but that I, which is, which is funny. I've never, ever experienced a meltdown in front of me. Yeah. See, they don't really melt down in public either. Really? Okay. Maybe a couple times, but no, but I, I think that it, the, the conversations work, right? So I've, I've tried different things. There's been times where I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go tit for tat with you. And every time you throw a toy, I'm going to take it away from you. And there was literally one night I cleared out her whole room. And I'm talking <laughs> dozens and dozens of stuffed animals. I was taking like lamps out of her room. I'm like, But you let let her keep throwing shit. Oh yeah. I'm like, here's your choice. You can throw that, but you lose it. And she it would but that's the thing. It was escalating the situation. See, in 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 here I kinda I kinda wanna end on that because That did not work. I, I kinda wanna end on that because let me tell you something. There will never ever be. Uh, you can read books. I lost you audio. Watch, you can read books. Um, you can watch clips of movies. It's so funny these like these baby books. How to punish your kids? Um, I'm sure they're really really fascinating and they have a lot of really good information. But when it comes down to it. And I think this is kind of what we've talked about is there's never going to be an agreement on a correct way to punish or discipline. There's just, there's just I think no there's way a to lot do of it. different, different ways there's to approach it. Too many it. approaches, too many approaches. You approach it in a very, uh, a, a very dialoguing way, right? You have these conversations, you have these talks. Like age appropriate. And sometimes it's of not course, even of dialogue. Course. Sometimes it, I mean, there's been other times during tantrums where, and this usually has a lot to do with where I'm at in my own head for the day, mm-hmm. which might might not be like sometimes I feel bad about that because I'm not consistent. But you're not right, right? But sometimes when she's throwing a tantrum, sometimes I just I just hold her really close, and it I'll say it sounds like you're having a really tough time and some really big feelings. And so I just want you to feel my heart into yours and feel my calm coming into you. And I don't even talk about it. Yeah, we're on totally two different pages here. (laughs) (laughs) Like, there's no, like, Roman, I appreciate that. Like, because uh, Mr. Rogers was super successful and he helped millions of people and, and and I'm not comparing you to Mr. Rogers but there is that it, to me it sounds like um there almost there is kind of real similarity between the like it's okay to be mad it's okay to be sad how do we handle our feelings yeah I mean think about your own life though like uh-huh. when you're feeling overwhelmed do you want somebody in power to meet you with a wall and correct it or to acknowledge you are fucking pissed right now. Was I being a complete asshole or just... I, I, and again, like, if it's deserved... I Look, But you have, have tools never, as a 35-year-old man yeah, to I can deal with your anger. Yeah, I can deal with myself, 100%. Yes, I 
I, I am actually really, really good at handling my anger now. Very, th- very good. A three-year-old, five-year-old doesn't. And that's part of our job is to help them learn. Man, boy, we could keep going with this, couldn't we? Yeah. I almost want to pick it back up next week. I would be okay with I would be okay with finishing it out next week because I was trying to find a way to end it and and then like right now we're completely disagreeing with each other. This is like where we're like, all right, dude. Like we should have done this thirty minutes ago. Because yeah, I now think we should. I, I really have some I really have some experiences um, that I think are, are kind of counter to what you do, but at the same time work for me. Yeah, that's. Okay, this is part one of two then. Part one of two. Let's just let's this is a lead up and then and, and let's So I never thought this podcast would end in an argument. But I think next week we'll have a lot of a lot of disagreeing ideas. And I think that's what's really awesome. This is gonna be really good for next week. I'm really excited for next week. I really am too. And I think this is, you know, a great example of as we talked about we were both raised in the same house. Yeah. Same parents, same. But here we are 30 years later talking about raising our kids and we do it totally differently. 100% differently. And, and I wouldn't say that you're a bad dad. Like, I'm not going to say, oh, you're stupid and do it wrong. So should I delete that text message you just sent me or? <laughs> that was private. <laughs> no, and I don't mean to call you Mr. Rogers, but um, I think next week, I think we can really get in a real, real real deal talk man yeah i'm looking forward to it well we'll have some disagreements so i'm actually excited for that and for our listeners what i what i hope this demonstrates is we are all just trying to get our shit together and do the best we can for our kids lots of different ways but uh just want to find an avenue where we can talk about how we struggle through that as adults and the different ways to do that the struggle will never end. And and one thing that we haven't even brought up that I, I think once you lose as a kid, like you, as a kid, you're, you are led by your parents like a sheep through a pasture. Come this way. This leads you to the promised land. Don't go that way. That's going to take you to the, you know, to the, off the, off the edge of a mountain. Right. I yeah. mean, that's, that's their job. They are our shepherds. Um, but you do lose those shepherds and eventually you will be a sheep on the mountain, in the field, by yourself. And there's no one that's going to lead you. So you've got to watch out for those cliffs all by yourself. you got to figure it out. At the same time, you've got 12 little baby sheep behind you. Following every little step. <laughs> Following everything you're doing while you're trying not to fall off the damn cliff. So, it let's all right let's end it here man i'm 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 my heart's my heart pressure's going up i'm getting really excited (laughs) (laughs) i can't wait for next week i want to thank everyone for coming to join us today i want to thank everybody that came and joined us the last three weeks i really man we really appreciate that support we do we're having a great time man that really just motivated us to come out kick more ass have a lot of fun um and kind of something it's just really exciting to, to hear that feedback guys we're so excited can't wait to talk to you next week roman anything to say to end it no thanks again for listening thanks ty for the conversation and uh we'll we'll pick this up next week awesome man talk to you then love your kids love you buddy thanks